0: Peace and love, welcome to the Earth Game Podcast. My name is Monica, and on this podcast, we pretty much talk about anything that can help you along your journey through this game that we call life on beautiful planet Earth. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I know it's been quite some time since I've released a new episode, so. Thank you all for your patience. I've just been slowing down, taking some breaks, and traveling. So my intention with the podcast is to only bring you topics that truly light me up, things that I want to talk about that make me feel incredibly excited and incredibly um, valuable for you all because, you know, I don't want to just have a podcast episode every week because I said I was going to have one every single week. I really just want to bring value and I don't want to do things for the sake of doing them. Quality over quantity. We all have heard this before. So that being said, I probably am not going to be releasing new episodes every single week. Although sometimes when we take pressure off ourselves, that's when we can really go. And um, for that reason, I might drop them every week if I release the pressure that I need to have them done every week. Um, and find things that excite me to talk about. So anyways, let's get into it because I'm so excited for today's topic. I actually shared this on Instagram (laughs) before I wrote down all my notes for the episode and it was originally five ways we self-sabotage and how to overcome these and now it's six because I have an extra one. That is really important. All of these things I've learned throughout my journey of personal growth and personal development, as well as through my journey of entrepreneurship. Because when you become an entrepreneur, or when you decide you want to be one, you start really seeing a lot of parallels between business and life, Um, especially when it comes to, you know, work ethic and the more logistical side of things. You're like, okay, I'm really understanding how this is and what's necessary for my success. So, If you want, grab a paper and pen, take some notes, even take some notes on your phone. um, Because these are gems and really they're just reminders. I'm not telling you anything that you have never heard before or something that you don't know. I'm just bringing my perspective to it based on my experiences. And that's very valuable depending on what it is that you're currently going through and the type of reflection that you need To help you understand better these different concepts, but this is really nothing new. This is nothing groundbreaking If you go watch, you know How to be a successful person on YouTube or you know any of those kinds of topics You'll find all of these different things that I'm going to be talking about These are also in no particular order, but majority of them do intertwine with each other So if I bring something back up later Just know it is definitely relevant to the first time that I mentioned it. Okay, so number one Stop expecting results without taking action or thinking that something is just going to come to you after maybe you have taken no action or you've done just a few things, right? Um, A lot of times we really want something to happen overnight. That's that instant gratification, which I'll circle back to in another one of these ways that we self-sabotage because, man, how many times have we done something... And if eating one apple would just automatically make us healthy, we'd all eat one apple, right? So we could automatically become healthy. That's not how it works. We live in a very dense energy field on the earth plane. This is a little bit more in a different realm of the conversation. However, my point is, if you are somebody who looks at life through a spiritual lens, and you are wondering, like, why can't I manifest this instantly? Because newsflash things manifest instantly that does happen however that happens when you are number one in alignment and open and ready to receive and those two things are consequences um, not in a bad way but consequences of the product of consistency over time right the more inner work you do for yourself the more things start shifting And this is the same concept when it comes to building anything in life or creating a new habit, anything that you're really doing for the first time, you have to build it from the ground up. So if you want to overcome this idea of, you know, I'm only going to do a few things and it's going to be a miracle for me, which I'm not saying that it can't. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we know that Rome wasn't built in a day. That's the phrase that we hear all the time. You have to really understand and be okay with the process because when you are seeking for something to happen overnight, you're really saying, I don't want to put in the work and I think that the rules should be different for me, that I should just expect to get everything how I want because I am very special. Um, And that's not to say that you're not special, but everyone has to put in the work. You have to put in the work, you guys. It's not going to happen if you don't. Now, does this mean overworking and killing myself with work and burning myself out? No, not at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite. And I'll get to that later as well. But the only way that you will overcome expecting those results without taking action is taking the action. As you take action towards whatever your goal is, habit, new achievement that you're looking to bring about into your life, It will start being more fun because you will really start to see, wow, you know, if I just put in an extra 20 minutes a day into this one thing, every single day, that time period is going to accumulate, right? Every single day, let's say you do 20 minutes of something a day, 20 times seven, you just have all of those minutes for one week of of a new habit. And of course, as you practice something, you get better at it. So, that's the reward in continuously taking action and being consistent. And a lot of times, the reason why people struggle with consistency is because they're expecting something to happen immediately. And they're not okay with this period of time that you kind of have to wait in between, right? When you're learning how to walk, you do not get up and start running, you have to start crawling. You have to attempt to have (laughs) your body in a full, complete line standing on your feet, and you fall down so many times, but we never complain as babies about how many times we fall. We just get up and do it. We're like, all right, if I want to walk, I have to practice it first. Same concept, you guys. You're not just going to magically be a baby and start running around sprinting. That's just not how it works. The quicker that you can come to terms with this, the faster you will achieve your goal because you're like, all right, I know that I got to put in the work and achieving your goal is just a matter of actually putting in the work. The only thing that separates you from your goal or this new habit or whatever achievement you're looking for, whatever the outcome is, is the work in between. The more work you do, the faster you get there. Now, number two, another thing, this is tied to consistency. Number two is self-sabotaging by having an all or nothing mindset. And this is actually just the mentality of perfection, of everything has to be a certain way, and if it's not this exact way, it means I'm not going to be successful. And that is so opposite of the truth. The reason why we have these certain habits and routines, rituals, things that we do on a daily basis to, you know, kind of help our everyday life, whether it be mental, physical, spiritual, in any aspect, it doesn't matter what it is. We have those routines so that on the days where we're really struggling, we already have something set in place to make it easier for us. Now this is the exact reason why dieting doesn't work. Because when you're dieting, quote unquote dieting, and I say that in a loose way because there's different connotations of the word diet. When I think of diet, I think of overall what you're putting into your body, um, not necessarily following a specific title even though I do eat under specific categories because I am plant-based and majority of the time I eat gluten-free. But what I mean when I say um, dieting instead of just a general diet, dieting is more so like because you have a certain goal, you change the way you eat. And usually that goal is tied to something physical and for that reason you create very high expectations for yourself. Now don't get me wrong, that's certainly not to say that you shouldn't change your diet or shouldn't switch it up. What I'm saying is go into it with the mindset of I'm doing this because I want to help my body not punish it for something. And a lot of times that's what we do. This is not a podcast about health or diet in particular, but that's just something really important to remember because we get caught up in the things that really don't matter. And the reason why I bring up this having an all-or-nothing mentality and why this is self-sabotage is because a lot of times it keeps us from even taking action to begin with right a lot of people think to themselves well i don't want to go plant-based because that's just too difficult for me there's no way that i would be able to do that every single day okay then don't start with one meal a day one day a week you start in small chunks and you work your way up if that's something you have to do what we call this in the field of you know personal growth or development, entrepreneurialism, all of these different things, meeting yourself where you're at. When you have a particular goal and you see that this is going to take me roughly you know, 50 hours to achieve, this is more left-brained way of breaking it down, and you know that you only have one hour a week, you can't tell yourself, well, I'm not even going to do the one hour a week because that's going to be 50 weeks. Because you're never even going to start, and you if you don't start, you can't finish. So you potentially keep yourself from ever doing the thing that you really want to do because you believe that you have to be perfect with it. Now another thing is sometimes people do start. Many of us do this. I've done this myself. This podcast is literally an amalgamation of all the things that I've done. <laughs> so take it from me, a lot of these things are not going to work. A lot of times we start something and we're doing great. Every single day we've been consistent and then there comes a point in time where this one day we fall short and we give up. We beat up ourselves and we're like, okay, I'm not even doing this anymore. It's not even worth it because obviously I can't do it. Obviously I'm a failure and it's not going to work for me. And what that is, is the perfection coming in and telling you that you can't be successful if you miss a day, which is totally not true. Give yourself grace, be compassionate with yourself, and know that you're not a robot, okay? You will not be able to wake up and go to sleep and all the things you do in between be the exact same every single day. That is a recipe for disaster and also, to me personally, sounds incredibly boring. Um, We're not robots, we're humans, and we're not meant to be doing exactly the same thing at exactly the same time every single day for all the days of our lives. So that being said, if you're noticing that you tend to have this sort of mindset, what you want to do is you want to see what it is that you're looking to achieve, right? In this example that I've been using, um, let's go with starting a plant-based diet. And break it down in the ways that seem fun and just a little bit challenging for yourself. You still want to have a little bit of a challenge because that gives it a little bit of edge for yourself and this looks different for everybody, it might be challenging for one person to make one plant-based meal a week, and that may not be enough of a challenge for a different person or vice versa, okay? So don't judge yourself based on what you can do. Be excited that you're starting to make new changes, and it's going to lead to growth. Otherwise, you're going to self-sabotage. I have no idea how else to say it. It's just true, and I've learned this from my own experience. I'm Still learning it because, like I said, these are all reminders that we go through in different cycles and periods of our life. So, we're going to come back to this. It's not like you know you get through your all or nothing mentality and then it never comes back. That's just not that's also not how it works. Not to say that you can't be very good at meeting yourself where you're at, all I'm saying is that it is a practice, just like everything is a practice. I trust that this is all making sense. I've been really. Doing my best to use the words I trust instead of I hope. Because it's a little more empowering and it's just very confident. And the more you learn to use language in a way that empowers you, the more you can create within your reality. So trust this is all making sense. Let's move on to number three. And that is allowing fear to dictate what you do. Now, I could do an entire podcast episode on this. Because our fears dictate so much of what we do, especially within our subconscious. And that's one way that we self-sabotage is by allowing our fear to dictate us instead of taking note of our fears and then working through them and working past them. And how you overcome it is, first of all, obviously there's multiple different ways that you can frame this in your mind. A lot of times when I'm feeling fear and I know that something must be done in order for me to get to my next level or just the next thing that I have to be doing, then I tell myself, okay, I feel this fear and I'm going to feel it while I'm doing it and I'm going to do it and it's going to be fine, right? It's just like jumping off of a diving board when you're a child and it's the first time and you're like, okay, I want to do this so it's going to be scary but I'm going to jump and I'm going to land and it's going to be fine and you do it and you're fine, right? A lot of times we see this process between starting the actual thing and finishing it as so many different things going wrong in between as a result of doing the thing. And the reason why that is, is fear is incredibly natural for us. And what I mean is it's natural for our nervous system to get regulated through fear because it lets us know that we are potentially in a dangerous situation. Now, this is more from an evolutionary standpoint. If you look at humans just from an evolutionary perspective, we needed fear in the past to make sure that we stayed alive. That was our way of protecting ourselves. The only thing is now we've come so far as a species that we allow things to give us the same level of fear that actually have no threat to our existence. We just think it does because we allow the fear to get to us. And a lot of times in the business world, people call this um, paralysis by analysis because you're overanalyzing and you get paralyzed, you can't even move. You don't get out of bed for days, all of these kinds of things that we hear a lot of times when it comes to um, getting stuck with like mental health problems. And you have to know in the moment when you're feeling the fear, you can thank yourself and say thank you I see that this is something that is really scary for me and you're trying to protect me, right? You're talking to yourself, which don't feel weird about it because the more you talk with yourself, the more you view yourself as a secondary person like you do your friend or your parents or your neighbor, then you can really get a much more zoomed out perspective of what's going on in your life. So if you tell yourself, thank you, I understand that you're nervous and you're scared and this could potentially cause some other things to happen, which are very good. Because as many things as we think about that could be negative consequences of something, and that's what our fear is really telling us, there's an opposite side of the coin. And that's what you need to focus on, is what can go right from this? What can I learn from this? How can I grow from this particular experience or situation? Because if I'm being completely 100% honest, where our fears lie is where our greatest success hides. A lot of times we're scared to do something because we know subconsciously it will bring us success. And we may have some underlying worthiness issues or we may have just that fear that tells you you can't be successful. You can't nail this. You can't be good at this. And again, that's just the natural form of protection you take that out and you focus on the good that can come out of it and you do it. Nike really got something right, you guys, with their slogan of just do it. I can't even tell you how many times that's gone through my head where I was scared to do something and I told myself just do it and then I did it. And it's it's we complicate way too much the action part of things. If we would just do it, get it over with, and have it be done, we see afterwards that, wow, it wasn't even that bad. And this is why mindset work is crucial, because everything happens for us in our mind once. If we are not confident that we will be able to do something, we're not going to be able to do it. So affirm with yourself, feel the fear, and do the thing. Stop letting your fear get in the way, because your fear is more so just a compass pointing you in the direction that you need to go in, versus a voice that you have to be listening to 100,000%. So three down, three to go. Number four, and I wish I would have learned this earlier in life, um, but it's okay because we're all learning exactly as we're supposed to be in the perfect timing. And number four is stop taking things personally and having a victim mentality. This is one of the biggest ways to self-sabotage. The number one reason why people take things personally is because they're assuming and we have these assumptions because we overanalyze and we overthink whether it be a conversation a specific situation um, something happening with a friend or just a random person it can be anything this comes up in almost every single circumstance that you could think of and the reason why is because we don't feel empowered we feel the need to take energy from elsewhere from outside of us because we see ourselves as a victim. And this is why getting out of a victim mentality is crucial to, f- to be successful in anything and to do anything well, whether that be your career or personal life or relationships, anything. It does not matter what it is, but you have to know that the world is not against you, number one. Uh, Life isn't fair, we've all heard that before, and life doesn't give anybody any breaks. Life will keep going, it will stomp you to the ground, and never look back twice even knowing that it rolled you over. The basic concept of empowerment, and this is what I think of when I think of empowerment, is this idea that nobody can make you feel anything without your permission first. There's actually a wonderful TED talk on how to not take things personally, I will link it in the description below. It was awesome. It broke things down into greater detail than what I'm doing here. If this is something that you feel you really struggle with, taking things personally and a victim mindset, then I highly recommend checking it out. It's a wonderful investment of your time back into yourself, and any investment you make in yourself gives the greatest return outside of anything. Now, another thing that I want to remind you all of is... A lot of times when you're taking something personally from, let's say, a friend or family member in a specific conversation because I've noticed a lot of times people take things personally through text because it's harder to show our emotions and really get a feel for the person's energy. And a lot of people also say that they can read energy through text, which I definitely agree with, although the only surefire way to know is by asking someone for clarity. You know, hey, hey, what did you mean by this? Or hey, can you explain this in a particular way? Right? Asking questions for clarity and opening up communication. That's where you push down any of these potential assumptions that you have going on in your head because we all know what they say about assuming makes an ass out of you and me. And another thing, you guys, is a lot of times people are afraid to ask questions out of fear of something happening within the relationship with a person, and I'm here to tell you that genuine connections will not be ruined by deeper questions. They will only be strengthened, and if that is something that you're scared of, to ask someone a specific question on what they meant, then that's an indication that there is potentially a problem within the relationship of trust or vulnerability. And that's something that you have to work on within a relationship, whether it be with a family member, or a friend, or a partner. Um, all of our different relationships determine the quality of our life. And if we are afraid to ask certain questions, then that is a just a little. You know, you could put a magnifying glass over that area and really see. You know, why am I scared to ask this person this question? Why am I afraid to dig deeper? And that goes beyond the scope of what I'm talking about with self-sabotage. However, it is really important when you're taking things personally to be able to openly communicate with somebody that you may be taking things personally from. And also, once you open up this communication for these questions, you can see that maybe the person was acting in their ego and they needed an ego check, right? So it goes both ways. You can't always think that you are the one doing something wrong. However, if you know that there are potentially certain areas where you can improve, then that brings improvement to the whole situation no matter what it is. Okay, so number five, the next one. This is... I feel like I say this about everything that I talk about on the podcast, but this is truly so vital and so important to success. So number five, fifth way we self-sabotage is failing to plan, prioritize, and sacrifice. And this is bringing back that concept of delayed gratification because a lot of times when we don't have a plan, when we aren't prioritizing what we want in life and we aren't making specific sacrifices to get those priorities in check, a lot of times we start thinking that we're going to get things without having to put in the work. And this goes back to number one, expecting results right without putting in the work and that's just as we know something that you can't do so the best way to overcome this you know failure of planning prioritizing and sacrificing is to assess what it is that you truly want in life the biggest picture possible not the fact that right now i'm hungry and i would rather eat a slice of pizza than some vegetables right not to say you can't put vegetables on your pizza but you get what i you get with the idea of what i'm saying So assess what it is that you truly want in life, big picture, all of these different things. And if um, if this is difficult for you, just think of words that go with how you want to feel in life. So maybe happy, financially free, um, set your own schedule, be able to travel. This is not things, not everybody wants the same thing. So these are just examples. But when you get that bigger picture for what you want in life, Then you can start narrowing it down and figure out, okay, I know that I want this. Now I have to figure out how I can get there. And these are the first two parts of the equation, which is planning and prioritizing. When I say prioritizing, I mean if overall in life you want to be extremely healthy, then you have to prioritize eating good food over eating junk food. This is the basis of the equation of what I'm describing, and the equation being planning, prioritizing, and sacrificing. Because within all of these different things, we're making a decision on what we're choosing, how we choose to get there, and what we choose to be as the most important things. So the prioritizing and sacrificing really go together in one thing. Because once you figure out what you need to do to get to where you want to be, you have to figure out what's going to hinder you, number one, and what's going to give the opposite effect. So for example, let's say that financial freedom is something that is very important to me, and it is in life, and that's my big picture, what I want. So maybe I start a business and I start learning about time freedom and location freedom, ways to grow my business, right? All of these different things I'm figuring out, okay, I need to do... X, Y, and Z so that I can become financially free. Now, on the opposite end of that spectrum, there's also a list of things that you will do that will not get you to financial freedom. And that would include going out every single week and spending a ton of money, right? I'm not saying you can't go out. I'm not saying you can't spend money. When you have priorities, you'll see what is really important to you. And for that reason, if financial freedom is that important to you, then what's not gonna be important to you is spending money recklessly. And of course, you can decide what that means for you, and you can decide how much of a sacrifice you want to give. If going out with your friends every single week gives you a ton of energy and makes you feel truly fulfilled in life, although I want to say that most people who are financially free would not agree with me and say that going out every single week, let's say drinking or clubbing, is really what fulfills them in life. So if you are looking to be financially free, really take a good look at your habits and what you're doing and if those are aligned with the big picture plan that you're looking to achieve. Now it's okay if you're feeling a little triggered or called out because I have been through this. I, when I was on my healing journey, realized that I had to cut out alcohol and at first it was really difficult, especially when you're out with people or you're at a bar or you're going somewhere with your friends And, you know, most everybody drinks and you have decided that you want to cut out alcohol out of your life. And I'm literally telling you this because this is what happened to me. Um, About a month in after I decided that I wasn't going to drink anymore and I stopped um, because there's a difference between deciding you want to do something and actually doing the thing that you're deciding upon. About a month in, I realized that it was such an amazing decision And since that point in time, I have not had any alcohol. It's been years now. So this is just an example of, you know, financial freedom and people going out and spending money. And if you feel personally attacked, it's okay. I'm not coming for you. I'm coming for anyone who is looking for financial freedom. And I'm just telling you, make sure that everything you're doing is in line with the life that you're choosing to create. What I'm not telling you to do is not have a social life, completely cut off your friends, and never leave your home. I'm not telling you about any of those things. All I'm saying is make sure that you are majority of the time making choices that are going to support the life that you want to create, not take away from it. And also I want to say that It's really tough sometimes to see where your habits are and changing these habits and that's why I wanted to do this episode on self-sabotage because it's so easy to to slip into these things right and it's also easy to overcome them when you know how to overcome them so that being said if anyone is struggling with anything in particular my Instagram DMs are always open I'm happy to talk and you know help as much as I can but at the end of the day It's about you and it's about your decisions and your choices, okay? Those are the most important things that are going to either get you to where you want to be or take you in the opposite direction. And with that, I can't believe that I'm already at the last point of this topic because (laughs) I got this idea just today and that's how I knew that it was something that I really wanted to speak about on the podcast because usually my ideas for content in general come within a split second at a certain moment. And that's how I know that I need to act on it. So it's funny because I'm like thinking back to the moment when I had the idea for the podcast and I was like, this is going to be great. And now I'm at the end of it. And that just goes to show that you can just do it. (laughs) You can literally just do things and they don't have to be hard. Okay. So sixth way that we self-sabotage is by overworking slash burning out and not having enough balance in our life. I'm the first person to admit that this is something that I've struggled with for a long, 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 long time. If you know me from high school, you know that I was just going ham. When I was a senior, I had two jobs, two part-time jobs. I have no idea why I did that, only because I felt like I needed to fill the time in my day since I had extra time off from school, and it was just so unnecessary, and I truly believe that that's one of the reasons why my body started to get sick and why I was diagnosed with a medical condition at the time because I was not resting enough and I was not giving myself what I needed. So this topic, this number six is very, very close to me because it's something that I've dealt with for a long time. So how do you overcome this needing to work all the time or burning yourself out and not knowing when you need to take a break? learning what productivity actually means versus the definition that as a society we've given the word. I actually got this idea from the YouTube channel Lavender. She's awesome. Talks about very common topics for personal growth, spiritual growth, It just in general how to get better in life. And I got this from her video on how to be productive. So, She categorizes productivity into three different things. Number one, you can be productive through work, you can be productive through rest, and you can be productive through doing something just for fun, just for the pure enjoyment and entertainment of it. Let's say that I've had a really long day working, and if I were to complete more tasks, they would result in me feeling even more overwhelmed, potentially getting a migraine headache, and the quality of the work being very, very low. In that moment in time, the most productive thing for me to be doing is resting, because productivity means making good use of your time, not working all the time. Now, if I just got nine hours of sleep, I wake up feeling extremely energized and ready to go, the most productive thing for me to do is work. Let's say that I had a great night's rest, I got up and I worked because that was the most productive thing for me to do, and I'm a little bit tired. However, I want to do something because I want to switch it up and I want to just, you know, have a little bit of fun. The most productive thing for me to be doing at that time is having a movie night with my friends. Okay, so do you see how in different points in time, there are different ways to be productive? And being productive does not mean working. That is not the definition of the word productivity or productive. A really good way to reframe how you think about the word productive is... I went ahead and I googled the word productive. Now, a lot of the definitions are geared towards working. However, I want to remind you that, again, we are not built to work 24 hours a day. There's absolutely no way that we would do that. We would literally die because lack of sleep, lack of eating lack of all the other things that is required for us to be healthy, there's just absolutely no way. So instead of looking at the definition, um, because sometimes that can be difficult for us to really truly grasp, look at the synonyms for the word productive. I'm looking at them right now. We have prolific, effective, fruitful, creative, efficient, prosperous, valuable. Those are great synonyms for the word productive. That really make it easier for us to understand that we don't have to work all the time in order to be productive. Now, in addition to understanding what the word productive really means and and how we can define that within our life, I also want to talk about what it means to balance your divine feminine and divine masculine energies. And no, this has nothing to do with your sex or gender. It has to do with the different energies that exist and how we use them to act. So masculine energy is very much so the doing, the go-getting. All of that kind of energy is the masculine. The divine feminine is rest and receive. Feminine energy is allowing things to come to you instead of the masculine, which is going and getting it. So I really hope that makes sense. I really trust that that makes sense. And as a society, we are stuck in our masculine. This is hyper-masculine energy that's not doing any benefit to us because again, we don't have the balance. In order to truly be successful, you have to maintain a good balance because that's where you get longevity. And remember this, it's not a race, it's a marathon. That's just how life is. And any big tasks that you're looking to achieve, this concept applies to those too. If you guys are interested in this topic, I can definitely do a specific podcast on balancing your divine feminine and divine masculine energies more specifically because it's a little bit more spiritual for this podcast episode, which is not a problem at all. It's just there are other things that I'm choosing to talk about on this last way we self-sabotage. So the last thing that I want to leave you guys with when it comes to understanding how to balance within your life is the times that you do take out to rest make sure that you're actually resting do not multitask that's going to completely overexhaust your brain and it takes away from the deep replenishing rest that we need think about this right how good for our brains would it be if when we went to sleep at night we woke up every two hours instead of sleeping through the whole night and i know a lot of us including me have experienced this where you just have a night where you're tossing and turning and you can't get that deep rest. You wake up feeling exhausted. You wake up feeling like you got no sleep and whatever you were doing in bed actually drained your energy more than not. So this is that same concept. If you are taking a night to just watch a movie and unwind and relax, do not do anything else. Allow yourself to take that time and fully relax. And a lot of times I hear people ask, like, well, you know, what's going to happen if I rest and I don't want to do any more work? Like, I just really don't want to do work. There comes a point in time where you're going to be tired of doing nothing. When I say doing nothing, I mean things that don't really give you purpose or drive or have much of a value. Because we are expansive creatures by nature. We always want to be doing things that are making us feel like we're achieving something. And that's why it's such a big deal for us to feel productive because a lot of us have ingrained productivity and work with our value and our worth. And that's just not true. You don't have to necessarily be doing anything to be valuable or to be worthy. And so that's why I'm saying when a lot of people are like, I feel like I'm not going to want to get back up. You have to give yourself as much time as you need, as much time as possible for you to replenish. Or else your work is not going to be efficient at all. You're just going to overwork yourself and burn out. And that's how you burn out. is by actually not giving yourself that deep replenishing rest that is so required for our being. So let this podcast episode, if you don't get anything else out of this, I'm giving you permission to fully rest, not think about anything work-related or any of your goals or habits or anything like that, and just... B, not do anything, I'm giving you permission to not have to do anything in the time that you decide that you want to rest or take a break or wind down. So that's everything, that's my six ways we self-sabotage and how to overcome these. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know, I would love to hear back from you what your thoughts were or if something really clicked because those moments are super, super fun and it's really fun to enjoy those and share those with somebody else as well. Again, I'm not sure when I will be uploading another episode, the next episode. If you have any specific topics you want me to talk about or suggestions for the podcast, shoot me a DM on Instagram so that I can make more content that you guys will enjoy. And if you have enjoyed this episode and you feel called, if it really helped you, please leave me a review. It would help so, so much. Um, Only if you genuinely connected with me during this podcast. You don't have to do it just to do it unless you really want to, which of course, I welcome that too. Um, But yeah, I think that's all I have. So until next time, I believe in you. Go take away all of this information and stop self-sabotaging. You got this. You can overcome whatever it is and know that you are amazing.